Welcome to Endurance News. I'm your host, Andy Noyes. It is Thursday, December 17, 2020. Uh, the other night on ESPN, um, uh, Tuesday night, the Infinite Race was uh, put on with ESPN's 30 for 30 documentary series that covers the Taramara or Ramara Indians from Mexico, the subject of the book Born to Run. So definitely check that. I need to myself. I was fortunate to spend some time with them when my friends uh, Ken and Stephanie, who put on Beyond Limits Ultras, one in Palm Springs and one in Vegas, they put on a trail race in Vegas called the Red Rock a couple years ago, and they invited uh, Taramara. They paved their way to come run that race. They used to have a company that supported them. Um, and so definitely got to spend some time, spent four or five days hanging out at their house and training with them and watching them race and then even going to the casino, which was really entertaining. We went to the casino and had a Sunday brunch and very so look forward to seeing that. Um, Outside Magazine says the idea that you can improve your running economy simply by smiling is remarkable. Still, the idea of that you can improve running economy, a trait that's notoriously difficult to improve by fixing your running form simply by smiling is remarkable. The most likely explanation is smiling primes a more relaxed emotional state, in turn reducing sympathetic nervous system activity, which can influence heart rate and muscle tension, allowing you to run more efficiently. And you often, you know, Camille Heron, people kind of see her form and kind of like, what's going on there? But she is definitely smiling all the time. I learned this trick long ago. In high school, I never really had to run too hard. Yeah, the final meet of the year. But most of the time, I was able to win most of my races fairly easily. But when I was in college, it was a whole other ballgame. I went to UC San Diego, Division three school, no scholarships. Um, but I made the team my freshman, sophomore year, and then I fell into trance triathlon world my junior senior year but everybody on my team was from southern california and southern california running even back then was fierce but i was on the team but you know races i was our fifth sixth guy and i used to always uh, you know we would cheer each other on the girls team and the men's team or the women's team and whenever i'd run past the gals on our team i would always put out a big smile and i've often thought that it was helpful and it became kind of this thing so definitely if you're feeling bad you know, change your mood, think the opposite. And that's definitely what I used to do. Um, you know, it's winter time here in the northern hemisphere, at least. And it's time to do some uh, base training, some maintenance training. Um, you know, you can't be racing and training hard year round. Uh, of course, that's one thing that's kind of nice with COVID. One of the few things is that people aren't over racing. I think way too many people race way too much. In fact, I even see it with the elites. That's why there's all these great times been happening. But, um, Matt Fitzgerald wrote an article called How Not to Screw Up Your Maintenance Training. And there's three ways you can mess it up. One is to train too hard. No matter how motivated you are, you need to make maintenance training light enough that you can sustain it indefinitely without draining your physical mental batteries. Yep, so, you know, you can't go too hard. Second is to train too lightly. You know, just take too much time off. Um, And if you make your, you know, maintenance training completely easy, then you're going to have a hard time coming back. And then, of course, and I, I've seen research talking about this, that as you get, become an older athlete, you know, uh, over 40, definitely in my case over 50, that you need to do some racing throughout the year because you do lose it a lot more than you do when you're younger. When you're younger, you can take longer breaks from racing and be able to do okay. But when you get older, like myself, you do need to keep that racingness sharp. And he says here's the third thing is um, you need to vary your workouts in the offseason. And I'm definitely doing that myself. It's kind of the off-season, even though it's an off-season of an off-season, not many races. But, you know, I'm looking into doing some um, OCR, obstacle course racing. And so I've been doing kettlebells and push-ups and burpees. 
And this morning for my fartlek workout, instead of just purely doing, um, I was mainly walk in the morning and run in the evenings, I went over to my local park and at six in the morning, somebody's out there. So I was climbing up and down the jungle gym sets and then went over to the skateboard park and went over all the obstacles on the skateboard park. Now it's pretty entertaining doing all the obstacles at the skateboard park because I helped get the skateboard park built and all the way into my 40s, I was still skating the pools and the ramps and all that. I wasn't doing kick flips and rail slides because I can't jump off the ground. So today I was like climbing up and down the half pipe, in and out of the pool, and going down the rails just all on foot. Just trying to get some basic skills because I am looking forward to trying one of these obstacle course races in the future. In fact, there's one in February, the Grit Series up in Santa Clarita. I'd sign up for it ASAP. But it's still things are still kind of crazy with COVID. Things, races are being canceled left and right. We had a 5K this weekend that we were hoping to be able to run. And now it's not going to be happening. Now on to some international Olympics and whatnot. Um, the statement goes on to recommend the IOC draw a clear line between protests for human rights and acts of discrimination against marginalized groups. And yes, people have used the Olympics. Everyone wants to say, oh, it's just sports. But obviously that's not the case. You know, we had in the 80s when the Russians invaded Afghanistan, we boycotted the Moscow Olympics. And then, of course, in 84, the Soviet countries and their allies boycotted the 84 Olympics and, in, you know, the 68 Olympics with the sprinter protest. And so it's always been kind of this way. And what's good is that the CEO of Olympic of the USA Olympic and Paralympic Committee, Sarah Hirschland, posted an open letter on her Twitter account and said, we have made the decision that Team USA athletes will not be sanctioned for peaceful and respectful demonstrating in support of racial and social justice for all humans. In making this announcement, she effectively asserted that the governing body will no longer punish athletes for violating Rule 50 Olympic Charter, Charter, which forbids acts of demonstrations as political, religious, or racial propaganda at the Olympic Games. So it's nice to hear that. Hopefully this summer when we finally do have the Olympics, and uh, it should be good to see what's going on. Some kind of news that I'm looking forward to. One, December 21st is the shortest day of the year, so it won't be so dang dark in the morning, and it won't get dark so early, but it's going to be a great night for stargazing. It's going to be a holiday treat. The two bright planets appear closest together than any time in the past 400 years, so it'll be kind of like that Star of Bethlehem type of thing going on. Um, this weekend we also have the uh, marathon, elite marathon in Chandler, Arizona, and um, the Marathon Project put on by the North uh, Northern Arizona coach and Hoka. I mean, that's where they train. It's not actually the coach there, but it's Hoka's up there in Flagstaff. They're putting on this marathon, and they're going to be going for some pretty fast times. And Jonathan Galt reports that Ryan Hall says that his wife is in the best shape of life, and, and she'd like to see her go through the 13.1 miles in 69.40. Of course, you know, she was one of the few Americans running at London and did very, very well with her performance there. It was, I'm sorry, off the top of my head, it was either second or third. I can't remember which one it was. And then, of course, she ran really well last year at Berlin with a 2.22. Um, she didn't make the Olympic team, but she's definitely been running really well. In fact, she says, I've done a good amount of work faster than that pace. I think it's definitely possible based on my training. That would be an exciting goal out there if there's looking at my best day that I could have. COVID has canceled some more USA track and field events. The 2021 cross-country championships is going to be canceled in 2021. Masters Indoor Championships will be canceled as well. I was really planning on in the future doing more U.S. track and field events. Um, I've done some of them in the past. 
the jackpot ultra like i was referring to my friends ken and stephanie beyond limits that's a hundred mile championship in fact a few years ago not a lot of people were in the hundred but i was actually in third for my age group but i kind of got timed out so i didn't have i didn't make the cutoff at mile 60 70 to keep going so that was kind of unfortunate just need to run a lot more i need to quit walking so little and that's what i'm trying to do working on like i said some new things for this year one thing that i used to enjoy a lot but it's often been hindered is this specialized wrote this uh quote here it says mountain bikers need to focus as much on environment and climate change as they do on trail access and that's definitely true but you know i don't know about you but here in southern california for the most part mountain bikers are enamous on the trails um you know the rule is everyone yields the horses then you know then you yield to hikers or runners and the cyclists are at the bottom of the pole but you wouldn't see that here in my area um mountain bikers think they own the trails um they're just bombing along they never you know they never yield to you you know if you're going uphill you know people going downhill are supposed to yield to you we've got this great training facility mount pinos which from pinos to the t- from the parking lot to the top isn't bad because mountain bikes aren't allowed on there but there are allowed on mcgill trail which is a great trail and what happens is there's a road goes all the way to the top of the mountain so they just take their bikes throw them in the pickup trucks and drive to the top and then ride down all dressed like darth vader or something and it's just dangerous you can't even ride out you can't even walk or run out there after like nine in the morning so it'd be nice if they would improve their image improve the things they're doing out there because i don't know about you but i've just had lots of run-ins with mountain bikers and none of them have been positive whatsoever Brad Stuhlberg, I always like his tweets. He says, the chase for perfection and happiness and health can be exhilarating, but left unchecked can usually make you sad and sick. Good enough is usually good enough. Acceptance is important. So is tragic optimism. Need to offset striving with at least some contentment. And that's definitely the case. Sometimes I think we're the hardest on ourselves in everything, socially, physically, all those types of stuff. Outside Magazine uh, tweeted this today. It says, if you're Googling around for 100-mile tips, our writer went ahead and tested a bunch of them for you. It's only in the show notes. And I've done uh, 19 races over 100 miles or longer, but I haven't finished a race over 100 miles since uh, cross years 2018 slash 2019. 2019, I dropped out of a 72-hour, 70 miles. I dropped out of a six-day around 61 miles. Didn't even go to 100K. Just been kind of having a mental type of thing. And then, of course, 2020 i haven't really been in a race that could go to 100 we had our celtic race which unfortunately we're not having this year it's always in january and i walked 73 miles there so i thought 2020 was going well but then of course i had my fall that nasty fall in march and then the congestive heart failure at the end of april so but i'm looking to do another 100 mile race i do have the six days in the home coming up which i could do with the snowdrop 55 hours virtual races at the end of this year and 55 hours get 100 miles i went there last year in 2019 and got sick after about a day out there after 50 so miles i almost think i had the covid because i had so many of the symptoms got to 75 and realized that doing another 30 miles out there in the cold houston mornings i just and i had to fly back it was just wasn't going to happen in fact for weeks after that i had kind of congestion issues and stuff so these 100 mile tips are pretty good i because some of them are good and i kind of kind of go through a few of them it says eat a lot and do it early um you need to eat some but don't get crazy on it and definitely test out that stuff and eat things that you like but you do need to stay fueled but you need to pace properly which means you need to train properly so you can go forever 
you need to go for that forever pace and the fact that's the tip two runs slowly and there is a saying that if you think you're going too slow you're not <laughs> you probably need to go slower um don't let your crew screw it up this is definitely something i've had happen to myself i've hurt my runners sometimes um and you know the crew can be they're helpful but sometimes the crew just feels like they need to do something and they overdo things or they overthink things and so you've got to really lay down the law and lay down the rules you need for, and what you need them to do and make and have them do that because the crew is just i often tell runners i see some people sometimes they go to these big races like western states is a perfect example it's so hard to get in there with the lottery and all that so when you finally get there everybody and their brother and sister want to be on your team and so you're trying to run 100 miles but then you have to juggle all of their wants and concerns and worrying about them and all this and so yeah you need to definitely be honest with your crew and sometimes just for go having a crew i never have a crew unless it's a race that mandatory like the run across la where there are no aid stations and for the most part and then when i do looped races i just don't even want to have anybody out there the whole entire time you know someone's around the area i often tell people that i use the other people at the race to kind of help crew and everybody's really friendly I mean, 100-mile race, it says the race doesn't start until you're mile 60. Eh, I would say the race doesn't start until mile 75, which is kind of here one of their things that says around mile 70, expect to feel bad. And I've been to a lot of 100-milers. Every All 19 things I've gone past 100. At 75, man, you get there and you're like, man, I got a marathon to go. I'm slow, so you're looking at like eight, nine hours out there sometimes. And it's just, you know, just just tough just definitely tough and you just got to keep moving in fact that's what it says the best way to stop death marches to shuffle and that's definitely true you should try and like take little run breaks like go okay we're gonna run to that rock and we're gonna run to that sign just to try and break it up um, talks about address problems right away and that's definitely true you know just little errors or issues here and there will definitely screw up your race so address those you know shoe issues clothing issues um, when you're going all night, you know, you know, it's going to get cold. So bundle up soon because once you get cold, it's really hard to get warm. Uh, the food issues, of course, too, once you start getting behind on the calories or the hydration, it's definitely difficult. Um, I like this one it says you're going to get emotional and that's definitely true. You're going to have highs and lows. You're going to be so low. You don't think you can get back. Uh, one of the advantages doing more and more races of that distance is, you realize you're in an elevator going to the basement to the lows. Yeah, and then you also realize that you'll eventually come back up. When you're a newer athlete, you don't really realize you're descending down into that pit until it's too late. And then you're there and you think, oh my gosh, I can't possibly climb back out of it. But you can. And then it says the pain will come and go. And that's definitely the case. You'll be amazed. Sometimes you just feel terrible. You saw that at the Desert Solstice last weekend where people were going along great, then crashed and burned. I think that one young man was doing, you know, 40, 50 minute miles, and then he was able to pick it up and almost chase down Nick Curry. So it's the way it works out there. I'll, eat, I'll leave this uh, endurance news on the final little tweet that I really like, Kara Goucher and her son, Colt. He said, Colt told me tonight that gaming is going to be in the Olympics. I asked him what he thought about that, if he'd like to make an Olympic team in gaming. This was his response. Wait, so is this like a thing for our family? You have to become an Olympian? <laughs> and... So as always, stay healthy, be boring, not epic.